Hi, and welcome to My Words, Our Journey, the podcast, Season 7, Episode 4 of The Lodging Place. As a reminder, Trent's just found out about the upcoming wedding. So let's pick up with Chapter 14, Homework. Planet XK593, Mr. Whitmore began, as you were told, is important to us in regards to medicine and technology. That, however, can be said about most of our guests in their home planets. Trent, what makes 593 a bit different is twofold. First, they are the only planet we know of that's not had a leader visit, teleconference, or communicate at any level. Instead, sending scientists to work with us and report back to them. And secondly, the beings of this planet have the reputation, well deserved, I have to admit, of being the most brutal warriors in all the galaxies. If only half the stories are true, our nation, no, our world could be changed forever if we don't maintain and build upon our relationships with those of planet XK-593. On the wall behind the elder man's desk, Trent noticed a picture of who he thought was Mr. Smith standing next to Mr. Whitmore. It appeared they had a good relationship. The wedding is important in this process, Mr. Whitmore continued. Our hope is that the blessed event taking place here will start us on a path that hasn't gotten any traction in the past. He stopped, letting Trent think about what he had just said. Then he continued. When we first became aware of our general manager and Lakura, one of their top scientists spending so much time together, it obviously worried us. We watched the situation carefully, knowing how this could turn an already strange situation worse. What we found, however, was that, as Mr. Smith and she spent time together, our research benefited. Over time, she convinced her father of their love, her proposal of marriage, and her desire to bring her new husband to her home planet to live. While we seemed to have more of a difficult time wrapping our arms around the situation, Lakura had convinced her father and their leaders to concede to the idea. This was not something we had foreseen, to be honest. Therefore, there was no policies in place to handle such a delicate situation. We've been working hard to make sure the time leading up to the wedding, the event itself, and finally the departure of Mr. Smith are handled properly. That, Trent, is where you come in. Mr. Whitmore retrieved a large folder from beneath his desk and slid it across to Trent. In here, you'll find all you need to know about their planet, customs, and expectations regarding the guest's arrival, the ceremony, and how we're to handle our obligations throughout. When can I meet the bride and groom? Trent asked, as if he was ready to leave and get right to the task at hand. But he could see on the face of Mr. Whitmore, it wasn't going to be that easy. Well, that may be your first obstacle. It's their custom that the bride and groom be held in seclusion for a specific period of time, which unfortunately began at midnight. They're together at Mr. Smith's cottage, where they'll stay until the day of the wedding. It is virtually their custom that they not be disturbed until then, he had a look on his face. It has been made very clear to all parties that any attempt to break this seclusion would jeopardize the wedding. But I do have a piece of good news. Word has come that the bride's father, known as K3, will be sending a representative to assist you with the arrangements. He's coming tomorrow. I have William waiting below to walk the property with you, introduce you where necessary, and then escort you to your office where you can prepare for tomorrow. Any issues that may arise until then will be handled by William. And with that, the clipboard carrying assistant stood at the door, ready to take Trent away. Chapter 15. Secondus. Making the rounds with William had been uneventful. 
which Trent was thankful for. The folder weighed heavy in his hand, not because of the heaviness of itself, but because of its content. Trent knew he was being like a child carrying around a wrapped present, bursting to open it. The next several hours were spent studying. The folder contained numerous reports, analysis, and even some handwritten notes from Mr. Smith. Trent's full attention was on KX-593 until he heard a soft knock at the door. Before he could respond, William poked his head in and showed the tray he carried. I took the liberty of having the kitchen prepare you lunch. I hope that's okay. William entered the office and began to set up a spot away from the desk for his boss to eat. Trent noticed there was enough food for three people. William, have you eaten lunch yourself? No, sir. I generally don't eat until the end of the day. Well then, it looks like you know your way around the office. Why don't you set yourself a place and we can enjoy the kitchen's handiwork together? Trent could tell this threw his young helper a curve. Mr. Smith had obviously never suggested a crazy notion like this. I would love that, sir, William spoke while he moved around the room. Trent, William, please call me Trent. Yes, sir. I mean, yes, sir, Trent. While they ate a marvelous lunch, Trent began to study the sash that William wore. William noticed his curiosity. I'm not sure how it works exactly, but I can hear when I'm needed and can respond by touching this spot on the sash. Everyone that wears one hears what they're supposed to hear, depending on their status. So how much do you hear, William? Sir, Trent, I hear everything. Everything? Yes, my position requires I hear everything. Forgive me, William, but what is your title or status exactly? Secondus, which means next in order in Latin. Trent mulled this over for a moment before continuing in this line of questioning. Well, Secondus, I must ask. You seem to have a grasp on this place. Why didn't you... Why didn't you apply for the position of general manager? No, I couldn't. Well, I do think I do a good job as a number two. I've never wanted to be a number one. I can relate to others while in place of authority, but I fail in the overall aspect of relationships. I think it's important that you can lead, but also make others feel equal, part of the team, working towards that common goal. I don't have that aptitude or the desire to build the relationships necessary. After taking a long drink of tea, he continued, if you choose to keep me as your secondist, I will happily help you any way I can, to the best of my ability. Well, William, there's no doubt you've already proven to me your value and competence, so let's consider that settled, shall we? Before his young assistant could respond, another knock sounded at the door. William jumped to answer it quickly enough to scare Trent for a moment. When the door was open and the young woman standing there before him, William knew instantly it was the young lady William was stressing about. Hello, Trent stood and smiled. I don't think we've met. He walked towards them and extended a hand. I'm Trent. Hello, sir. I'm Wanda. I work in the reception office downstairs. Well, Wanda, it's nice to meet you. Come in. I assume you know William. Yes, sir. We've known each other since kindergarten. Well, you'll have to tell me some embarrassing stories when he's not around. The two laughed. William stood a little uncomfortable. What can I do for you today? Wanda was surprised by the question. Oh, I'm sorry to disturb your meal, sir. I just wanted to let you know, KX-593, our guest, is scheduled to arrive tomorrow morning at 6.30. We will greet our visitor and make him comfortable until you're ready to meet. Thank you, but if William will tell me where I need to be, I'll be there at 6.30. Again, she was taken back and not sure what to say. I'll be more than happy to accompany you, sir, William bailed her out. Perfect. With business completed, 
Wanda grinned, an awkward grin, and turned to leave. Before she could make it to the door, Trent decided to take a chance that he wouldn't cross a line. Wanda, may I ask you a question I hope won't be rude? Sure, sir. Will you be attending the wedding? Well, yes, I, I planned on attending, she replied like she thought her chance was slipping through her fingers. Great. I was hoping, if you don't mind, or have other arrangements, you'd attend the wedding with my family. We know so few people here, and with only two weeks to plan, it would be one less thing for me to worry about. I'd like to have the general manager's table be my family, William, of course, you, and Jarvis, if that would be acceptable. That would be wonderful. Thank you, sir. Great. I'll let my wife know that's taken care of. Also, Wanda, please call me Trent. And with that, she was gone. William and Trent were left looking at each other. Trent, sir, can I ask you why you invited someone you just met to sit at your table for the wedding? Sure you can. If I can ask you if Wanda is the young woman you wanted to invite to the wedding. Yes, but how could you? I know things. Were you ever going to build up the nerve to ask her yourself? No, but then you're welcome. Just figure out how you're going to get the strength to ask her to dance. Because I shouldn't really get involved in that. Chapter 16. Leonardo. 6.15 the following morning, a still groggy Trent tried to keep up with a curiously wide-awake William. The air was brisk. Only the sound of their breathing and a distant hum of a generator could be heard. As they headed west towards the docking station, Trent wondered if Mr. Whitmore's floating office was above them. William answered the question with, We never really know where the upposts are. At certain times, they give off a warm current from the exhaust fans. But with two of them somewhere up there, we never really know. Some folks think they blow warm air every once in a while in different directions, locations, just so we think they're up there. And before you ask, no, I don't know if that's true. Trent nodded his head to himself and debated in his mind. Was it William's sixth sense, or the names they call certain things? Which one was weirdest? Remember, we're here for our guests, so what we call certain things may seem a little off, but they're clear to our guests. His sixth sense definitely is sixth sense. Also, I wanted to thank you for what you did yesterday for me. I know you have a lot going on with everything you're trying to take in, the family, everything, but thank you. You're welcome. Pay me back by making me look good through this whole thing. It was five minutes before the craft was due to arrive. William had mentioned on the walk over that it was rare that an arrival was even a minute off schedule. He had explained that it was actually a joke around the lodge. It was rare for even a short flight in the United States to be on time, while the galaxy travelers were like clockwork. Trent was surprised there was no one standing at the docking station when they walked up. It was minutes to arrival. When our arrival heard he would be greeted by the general manager himself, he requested that the usual welcome party not be involved. A bit odd, we thought, but the group was more than happy to sleep in this morning. There were no lights, no sounds, nothing, until Trent just felt the craft landing in front of them. At the moment the vessel appeared, he was hit with a blast of cool morning air, followed by a moving of a platform the two men stood on. Quickly as it appeared, the spaceship was gone, leaving behind a small figure his two shoulder bags, and a wooden crate. The 593ers, well, they don't like to linger. That was the only explanation Trent would get regarding the odd occurrence. He followed as William took long strides to reach their guest. A closer look revealed a bluish-green figure that stood mm, roughly three foot tall, slender, wearing a colorful baggy button-down shirt that looked like it had been picked up at the Hawaiian airport. Accessorized with large mirrored sunglasses, 
and orange flip-flops. If the visitor's appearance surprised William in the least, Trenton couldn't tell. He watched as William lifted his arms, extended his hands, and did a double high-five with their guest. Welcome, I am William the Great, and this is Trent the Greater. We hope your travel was uneventful. Yes, Leonardo thanks you. You're welcome. He turned slightly towards Trent and lowered his head as he spoke. Trent the Greater, I am Leonardo the Least. With head still bowed, he removed an envelope from his breast pocket and extended it to Trent. Not knowing how to respond, Trent smiled and said, Well, let's get you settled in. Chapter 17 The Sash He watched out of the corner of his eyes, a small figure struggled with the crate and his bags. Trent began to pick up the crate, but backed away off the platform, discreetly stopped by William. After reading the computer-generated note from Leonardo's superiors, he thought he understood. The note had clearly explained how their guest was to be treated and used. As they entered the boiler room, Trent was impressed. The cot, small nightstand, and water bottle was neatly placed and surrounded by lit candles, just as the note had specified. Trent figured this must be as similar to his accommodations on his home planet. Returning back to the upper level, Trent wondered if he'd ever be able to return to the boiler room, even if he needed to. Then his thoughts turned to his family. He had not spoken to them today and missed them. So much was going on, he hadn't thought of them in a while, to be honest. This made him feel a little guilty. I've taken the liberty of having your sash prepared. We can pick it up now if you'd like. It'll be equipped with navigation, language translation, and face recognition. Without breaking stride, he continued, I've also made your family reservations at the Galaxy Diner in just under an hour, so you can catch up with them. Find out how their day was. Smiling inside, Trent could just answer. Sounds good. Within a few moments, they were in and out of the security office, Trent wearing his gold sash. William, I appreciate all you're doing for me and my family. Is there any issues right now that need to be, well, do they need your immediate attention? William looked curiously at his supervisor. No, um, not that I'm aware of. Great. I want you to try something for me. Trent touched his sash and spoke. To all staff, William will be taking rest of the evening off. A few hours of well-deserved rest. Please contact me if you need anything. Thank you. William stood like a child who had just been, well, the last piece of candy had just been ripped out of his hand. I understand, William. I really do. I've been in your shoes, but I need you fresh, not wore out because you're trying to do everything. Besides, the only way I'll learn is to do. Before a rebuttal could come, Trent continued. So, the last thing I'd like for you to do for me today is show me how the navigation function works so I can meet my family for dinner. Chapter 18. Beginning of a Friendship Dinner with family was not something he took for granted. Their first dinner at the Galaxy Diner was special, however. The food was good, but that was just a small part of what Trent's heart made Trent's heart smile. His family was really happy. On a daily basis, he would have said they were pretty happy before, but now he understood they hadn't been. His lovely wife looked even lovelier. The children beamed with enthusiasm for the start of school the next day. Stacy went through their schedule while they shared a Galaxy Collide Sunday, which looked too big for the four of them, till they finished it. Tonight, while the children watched a video on some of their special classmates, Stacy planned on taking a long bath while reviewing a layout of the community they now called home. That left Trent on his own, so after he walked his family back to their front door, he decided to go by the reception desk check to make sure everything was okay, running smoothly, and maybe look at a few folders on his desk. There were two young staff members working the desk. 
They were professional and eager to show their new boss how things worked. While the procedures and practices were similar to other hotels, the tools they used, a lot cooler and a lot more efficient. After 30 minutes behind the desk, his mind drifted to Leonardo. The note made it clear that the servant would show up when needed, but otherwise was to be left alone in a secluded place. Still, Trent thought, he is the first guest under my watch. The sash led him straight to the outer door of the boiler room where Trent stopped and listened for a hint of sound. There was none. It was eerie how quiet the basement area was, actually. He was surrounded by large machines, gadgets, and dials that he assumed were maintained by the facility. Still, no sound. He made a mental note to schedule a meeting with the maintenance staff the following day. Pushing through the door, he was surprised to see his guest sitting in basically the same position he had left him in hours ago. Leonardo did not acknowledge Trent when he entered the room, remaining still and looking towards the floor. For a moment, Trent thought he may be sleeping and was about to turn away when he heard Leonardo is not resting. Leonardo can help you if needed. No, Leonardo, I don't need anything. Just the opposite. I wanted to make sure you didn't need anything. You're our guest. Leonardo looked up from the concrete floor in surprise. Mr. Trent, not read the note? Yes, I did read the note. But as your host, I wanted to make sure you're okay down here. Leonardo is okay, Mr. Trent. Me do not complain or ask for things. It is not the way of Leonardo or his family before him. I understand. I have a question for you, if I may, though. One of the files on my desk stated you're familiar with Earth as well as all the other planets, customs, ways of their people, also able to translate each of their many dialects. Is that correct? Leonardo is blessed to know a lot of things. That is wonderful. May I ask you to meet my family for dinner tomorrow evening? I would like to introduce you to my wife and two children. Tomorrow is their first day among the others, and they may have questions. Would that be acceptable? I am here to serve. Great, I'll see you tomorrow then. I am here to serve you. Leonardo spoke again and then returned looking at the floor. Trent decided to let it go and turned and left. As the sash guided him back towards the reception desk, he had a curious, curious thought. Where's the little guy using the restroom? And with the restroom question, we'll pick that as a stopping point for today's episode. I hope you're enjoying the journey. And as always, thank you for listening. Have a great day.